And welcome to Brat Meets World. Well, it's Brat Meets World. Your boy Meets World. Fun cards. This is, I don't know what episode it is, but you know what I do know? We are at the end of season five. That's what we I are know. at the end of season five. Uh, I, I, you know what? I just want to real quick before we uh, go too far. You know, we've been off for a few weeks now, and I kind of want to let the listeners know, like, hey, we haven't forgotten about you guys at all. Me and C. I know y'all were like, there was one episode <laughs> left. That's all you had to do. All you had to do was one more episode. One more episode of the season, and unfortunately, me and Siege had back-to-back COVID. Yeah, so that's like, been fun. I thought that was, you're right, that was hilarious that we both happened to get it at the exact same time. I don't know about you, I was a little upset because I was the only one of, like, my group that I've been with who, like, insisted upon wearing masks. I wear my mask all the time, and I was the only one who got sick like i don't know how i got it like could have been a gas station could have been grocery store but i was the only one who got it and uh yeah it was i i had it rough but uh, yeah i i was one of the, I, I really took pride in being the only one in my group who hadn't gotten it yet like i was yeah. the only one in my family the only one in my extended family who <laughs> hadn't gotten it and i was like oh i'm gonna outlive all you motherfuckers in the zombie <laughs> apocalypse like i really thought i was rick grimes but it turns out that i know i got eaten just like everyone else and i i love that you said that because my first reaction to my friends was like at least we know i would survive two years max yeah, exactly. With the zombie apocalypse. I could do <laughs> it for two years. I mean, I'm not trying to, but I could, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, it feels good to be back, to be healthy, to be energized, and to uh, finally finish up season five, which I it's it's been a run. And you know what? It's still, I have to say, this has been one of my favorite seasons to discuss with you, Siege. That is going to be very interesting. I'll say season five, I would say has been the turning point because I think up to here, we've kind of really believed in the mythos that was Boy Meets World by season five. I was like, oh, I don't think this is getting better. <laughs> like, I think, I, think so. <laughs> I think that I had just misremembered these things growing up or it just hasn't aged as well as I would have liked it. And so season five has been a, a really interesting to me because I think it really showed how how much of rose-colored glasses I looked at this series with. And uh, speaking of rose-colored glasses, graduation is also a time where they are, they're all looking back, or Feeny asked them to look back and, and talk about what, what uh, high school has meant to them. Um, should we get into the tell us about it? Yeah, go ahead. You, you give before me we just get too it. into it, because yeah. yeah, I have. We always have lots to talk about. Obviously, lots so I'm, of talk <clears> about. Let's let's go. <clears throat> just a quick la 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 la. Did it's you watch that earlier? Because you were it's been in my head okay, all okay. day. <laughs> joyful, joyful, no. It's such a banger. Oh my god. <clears throat> all right, never mind. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. Graduation day has come. Feeny is leaving, and Eric is bummed. And Topanga decides that she's marrying a bum. <laughs> okay. I kind of lost breath at the end, but yeah. Hey, yeah. you know what? You had COVID. You had COVID. <laughs> yeah. So yeah it's a, I had a respiratory infection, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is season five, episode 24 graduation it's the end of an era as Corey, sean topanga and angela and the rest of their class prepare to graduate in the final week mr feeney assigns the class to write about what's in their hearts while sean ignores the assignment at first seeing as high school is now over he comes to realize that his school days meant more to him than he realized meanwhile topanga wrestles with going to yale or staying with Corey. Corey tries to hide his um, true feelings and convince Topanga that he wants her to go away to Yale and Sean surprises everyone with his indifference towards graduation. Corey, Sean, and Topanga reunite with their old classmate Stuart Minkus who reveals that he has been on the other side of the school the entire time along with Mr. Turner. Meanwhile, Eric tries to keep Feeney from retiring and Topanga slyly steals the valedictorian 
position from Minkus and shocks Corey by proposing to him. There All we go. Right. A Lots lot to talk a lot. about. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, this felt like a series finale up until the very end, right? It did. Like, I, I was like, you know what? It feels like it wants to do an end of an era. I feel like they very, I will say this. I feel like they gave high school the respect that it deserves. Definitely. We got Frankie and Joey back. I literally was like, ah, I was so excited because I thought I was told at some point in time that I would never see them again. And I was really, really sad. Um, so to see them again one more time made me really happy. Um, and then to see Minkus also very shortly after, I felt like they did what they could to kind of give us like a summary really, really quickly. It felt both rushed, but also uh, an attempt, which I appreciated. Yeah, I, I it felt like this episode was trying to honor the history of the entire series as well. And that's maybe why I got like series finale vibes from it. Um, yeah. You know, like you've made the point in mentioning that we haven't seen Joey and Frankie and the Minkus in a very long time. Okay, so the last time we saw Frankie, do you want to guess what season it was? Uh, four. Yeah, season four, episode 10, Turkey Day, when they go to have Thanksgiving at the trailer park was the last yep. time he was seen. Um, yep. Last time we saw Joey, do you know the season? Uh, the beginning of four. The beginning of four. Actually, I have him as season three, episode 11, City Slackers. Is the I last episode have, have him. Wasn't there like the episode early? And maybe I'm misremembering, but like... I thought at the beginning of season four, there was like, they had them um, in the very beginning. Like, I thought like, I just kind of remember a scene in the hallway, but maybe it was just Frankie and they alluded to, I mean, it was just. Yeah, because at one point Frankie says Joey got sent away to like reform school or something. Okay, so maybe that was what I was thinking of. I was thinking of that moment. Uh, and then we haven't seen Minkus since season one. Season one, episode 22, I Dream of Feeny. When Feeny goes to the hospital and Corey thinks it's because he wished it because he didn't want to take a test, which seems like forever ago. Little yes. chicken Corey, like little 12-year-old 11 Corey. It seems like so long ago. So yeah, I like, I, you know, I really, I liked seeing everyone again. I really like um, what we did with uh minkus i like the little running joke of like on that side of the school okay um, hold on we have to talk <laughs> about this for a second because Corey is okay just to set the scene here the kids got their yearbooks and they're so excited they're excited to have you know frankie and joey sign them they're excited to have minkus sign them they're excited to reconnect with old people at one point minkus points off screen to the other side of the school where they say people go there and don't come back to Mr. Turner. At no point does Corey or Sean go, oh, Mr. Turner, let me have you sign my yearbook. None of that. You know why? Because I think it's a different Mr. Turner. Because as we know, Mr. Turner tragically died <laughs> at, in his motorcycle accident at the end of season four. We all know this. So this is a different Mr. Turner, clearly. I would say that I would have loved it if we would have gotten like maybe a few more call outs, like it, not just Mr. Turner, which was great. It was a great little like one off for them to do, but like we could have like, they could have said something about um, Brittany Murphy's character or, you know, like, yeah, like, just, sure. like why, if we're going to do it, why not mention all of the ones who we know we're not going to see anymore? You know, like, get them all back. That would have been really, like you don't even have to get them all back, but just talk. Uh, like, if we're going to talk about it, just be like, oh, Mr. Turner and I can't even remember her name right now. Wait up. You know, like, that's one of my, yeah. my point is. But like, maybe maybe way. have Joey and Frankie get a call from Harley getting uh, yeah, congratulations exactly. on graduating. Something like that, you know, just to it, it really just bring it in. Really fun. Or, you know, like, not even Mr. Turner. Like, what's uh, Eli? If they would have said both. You yeah, know that would have been like, great. The This would have been really nice. I, I have a few feelings about this episode um, because I think that it does a lot right but it also a lot I'm like what is the lesson here what are we trying to say you know what I mean 
Like, there's, like, even the moment, for example, where the kids are all talking about Feeny, and they're like, hey, this is our last class, and they're kind of having, like, this one-on-one, and Feeny's kind of dismissive. He's like, ah, I'm not really into the emotions or whatever. Can't we just, like, end the class and, like, let it be? And it's like, I know that we will get a finale finale, so I'm not worried about it, but I will say, Feeny is kind of dismissive of the class being like, hey, we we will miss you. Is there anything else you have left to teach us? You know, like, you know what I mean? It was very out of character. I have to say, I have a different interpretation of that. And my interpretation is that this is one of those things where Boy Meets World only has so many minutes to dedicate to an episode that's already packed. And what they're trying to do is show an evolution of Feeney trying to say, hey, guys, I'm not going to make it sappy to him later having this interaction with Topanga and Sean and Corey, where he like it finally admits that you guys have actually meant a great deal to him. To him, that's you what mean, I think like they the were finale, trying to finale? do. No, I mean in this episode where he's like, you know, when does he do that? He's like, the kids are. He's explaining to them that they're he's retiring, and they're like, you know, didn't you always complain about us? And he's like, no, you guys have actually been the ones that have meant so much to me. And I don't know. I thought that was a a, a sentimental moment between I, the two of them. Again, it well, that's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't even seem like we can remember exactly what we're talking about, which which is part of the problem. If there's not one that we can both agree on, there was a scene that really talked about. Feeney and like what high school meant to him by being able to teach these kids. I mean, like, yeah, he does have that, that moment where he more. goes, I'm retiring because of you, but because I don't see it getting much better than this. Like that, again, great sentimental moment. I'm just saying that in the classroom, when the kids ask for it, he's pretty much kind of dismissive and his the emotions are just kind of lacking for me a little bit. Additionally, why don't we see Minkus in the class? Or, you know, like, like there's just, yeah. it makes such a big deal about Minkus being there, but then also they don't. But then also during the graduation, like walk time, when they're calling everyone's name, Minkus gets like this huge, big hug from Corey and Sean and Topanga. And Angela's like right after and they, oh, yo, hey. How you doing? Like, like, yeah. like, I was like, no one even got out. Like, Angela may not have been in this episode and it would have made a difference. And that makes me upset. Like, this is what I'm yeah. saying. Like, there are like little things where I had a problem with it because I was like, what are we doing? What, like, I know that there's more after this, but you guys both treat it like this is the finale and like, I don't know, we'll see people again. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. You know what? As I was watching this, I kept thinking like, oh, I, it feels like they were trying to do a finale and then they got the, uh, hey, you're going to get another season and just left it on the cliffhanger yes, or something like that. And it just, you're right. It doesn't feel like it really satisfies the, hey, we're closing the high school chapter as well as a bridge to another season where we're going to have more questions answered. And um, you want to know why that is? It's because you were like timing or whatever. We dedicate a full minute or two to Eric singing and being a fool and i was like don't tell me that we don't have time and then have this whole long extended sequence of eric just being a goofball that was not needed um all right can we wait on eric (laughs) (laughs) like it's so hard to focus on like the on this movie uh, i'm sorry this episode because there's just so much that goes on in it um I, I wanted to quickly talk about that scene that you were talking about with Feeney when he's in that in the classroom with the kids because he a, in that scene he kind of serves as a prop for Sean to remind him about this assignment that they keep coming back to um, with with Sean, which again feels like kind of like a made up conflict, right? Yes. Like well, Sean doesn't I mean, want to do homework and Feeney keeps pressing him about this ho- made up homework assignment. It pays off with Sean actually giving the final speech, which I will say, like, the emotions of having, like, the switch and, like, having Topanga fight to be valedictorian, having uh, Sean actually come in and turns out he's giving the speech and not 
her, which by the way, again, an affront to Minkus, justice for Minkus, if you want to do this. <laughs> how you gonna, <laughs> well, because again, how are you going to like show Minkus, talk about how, how do you know you're going to be a valedictorian? How do you know you're going to give the speech? Topanga makes a really big deal about it. And then at the end, she goes, I don't even need to do this. I'm going to give it to somebody else. And it's just like, that's really much an affront to, to Minkus. But he Minkus, 100%. I feel like it was a it was a good emotional switch to kind of like have Feeney constantly be like, are you going to do the project? Have Sean constantly be like, no, not really. And then at the very end, have Sean give his speech. But also, I have a problem with Sean's speech. So... Okay, uh, <laughs> I, I have two things to say about this now that we're just talking about the Sean's assignment and now that we're on it. Um... I thought, okay, yeah, this is cool. Sean's going to give this speech. I don't know. Corey says something to the effect of, oh, Sean's speaking in public. This may never happen as long as we live, which as someone who's watched the show, I've seen this motherfucker speak in public a number of times. Like he's suave as hell. They're doing this thing with Sean where they're just trying to make him more like writer strong than he was like the Sean Hunter that was kind of more... Um, extroverted in the beginning seasons but yeah so i was like okay this doesn't seem like an odd thing we saw this dude like run for president remember um what the thing that bothered me was like oh so topanga really doesn't get anything like she's valedictorian in name but she doesn't even get to give a speech you know what i mean like they don't allow this girl to get her flowers for anything like even to the point where she's like telling uh, she's calling Feeney out and she's like, yo, I have 699 or 700 A's. That's more than anyone, right? And then Feeney's like, yeah. And then she like takes pride in it. And then Feeney's like, good luck in hell, Mr. Matthews. Like this girl can't be proud. Like someone celebrate her on her academic achievements. No wonder she didn't choose to go to fucking Yale. What are we doing? Yeah, all right. So like like we we are jumping. So I think in order for us to get through this, let's take it person by person. I'm gonna let's do Sean Topanga okay. Okay. Corey. That's how we'll do this. Sean Topanga Corey. And I say that because I totally didn't even think of the fact, but you are so right that they literally take an accomplishment. The one thing that Topanga worked for, <laughs> and we see in this episode. And they give it to Sean. But like, let, let's just talk about Sean for right now. I had mixed feelings about Sean's behavior this entire episode because Sean just really, really didn't seem to embrace the fact that he was graduating. And like, I love, like, there's this moment where Jack is even like, hey, you know, like, like they make it seem like a big deal, which it is. Like for the longest time, we weren't sure Sean is not like academically the leader of the pack. So the fact that he's graduating is a really big deal. Maybe we could have had some kind of story about like Sean feeling this way because Chet's not there. You know, like his parents aren't there while he's graduating, which I was like, that is something that I definitely would love to explore. The idea of Sean being the first in his family or at least in the trailer park, or there's just so many things that they could have addressed. And instead they just kind of make Sean feel dismissive of the whole situation, which it's kind of true, but like, I feel like there's reasons behind there and I want that story. You know can, what I'm can saying? Can I say something to that? I had a completely different interpretation. I was like, oh, people need to leave this kid alone. Like, <laughs> I, like everyone was trying to hype up graduation for him, but realistically, high school isn't a great time for everyone. And Sean has experienced, as we have seen, like major trauma throughout his time in high school. So maybe like it's one of those things where he's excited for the next chapter and he doesn't want to really reflect. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. Like I, what I'm saying is when I said like I, I was uncomfortable because I did have this idea of like, well, you know, maybe he's just not that sentimental, which is fine. I just would have liked them to explore how and why Sean's feeling that way sure. instead of just being like, you know, Sean doesn't care about school. And it's like, no, no, no. Sean didn't care about school because he didn't care about academic work. 
he loved being social. He yeah. loved doing these things with Corey and Topanga. So, and, and Feeney meant a lot to him. So to me, exploring what that means, again, if we would have just seen Sean in school behave this way, I feel like it would have been one thing. But the fact that they give us that scene with Jack and Jack's even like, yo, what's your problem? It's like, yeah, okay, you guys are showing that there's tension here, but you're not really explaining Sean's motivation. So there's that. And then let's talk about the speech, which is... Uh, I, I did not... <laughs> I didn't like the speech. I don't know. I, I didn't like, like I was supposed either. to like the speech, and I just didn't. I was like, it, Topanga gave her speech up for that? It felt very... It's not that... It felt, you know what it is? It felt propaganda to me. It felt school is great. Like, it felt like um, it, like an older person wrote it as what a teenager like Sean should be saying. I could have tried harder. And I was just like, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. We could have, but like to have that be Sean's final thing, was like, I could have tried harder. Congratulations to the people who did. It just feels like something like a teacher would want a C plus student to say, you know what I mean? And like, that's why I was like, there are so many things where they could have like really embellished. Like if you're going to give Sean this platform, again, talk about how academics weren't my thing, but school is so much more than academics. It's social. It's learning how uh, it's getting a mentor such as Feeney. You know, it, it taught me how to be a man or whatever. Even the good times, sorry, even the bad times weren't that bad because I'm now going into the real world. There are several things that we could have said, but instead it was just kind of ragging on Sean's academic career. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, dude it, worked and graduated and they're still like, I mean, but like, did he though? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> well, when he gave the speech, I was like, yeah, no wonder you're a C plus average, man. That was a C plus <laughs> average speech. <laughs> no, okay. So when he gave the speech, the whole like, I could have done a better thing. It just felt like, like you said, like if you're going to give him the platform to celebrate his achievement, let him celebrate it. Let him say like, hey, I've been through hell and back. I, there was times where I didn't think I was going to graduate. And like with the help of my friends, with the help of my teachers, like let his speech celebrate the show. Let his speech be a reflection of the series as well. So as he's reflecting, we, the audience, can reflect back with him. Like, let us let us do that. And what it did was it just reminded us that, hey, I'm a kid who never really reached my full potential. And what was me? And like, what do we, why? Why is this your speech right now? Like, yeah. why did why, Topanga why? give up her speech for that? Why have Sean kind of like admit that in a way so publicly and again it's not like there are so many things that I feel like his family's not there in this moment like so is he just saying this to Feeney and if so it's like could that not be held for Feeney's retirement I don't know it's just like it felt really weird and it felt weird to have him say it on a platform and to me it just felt very much like a school is school is right and what everyone should be doing and if you're not giving it your all you're wasting time you know like that's kind of like how i felt it felt very like judgmental of sean and as someone who cares about the character and understands that there's so much more going on than academics um it, it felt like it shortchanged him a little bit you know, we're, we're getting all of this like, hey, Mr. Turner bullshit. Like, how come this kid can't talk to Chet? How come no one's mentioned Chet? How come it's not like Sean used to talk to his dad on the phone all the time in like season three when he was living with Turner. Like, why can't this kid talk about his dad? Like, why isn't Chet there? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. These, this is That's how I felt about Sean's storyline in this particular uh, episode. So, um I, I will say, like, before I transition over to Topanga, uh, Sean also seems to have, like, a over-it mentality to the class ring and the yearbook. And I just wanted to know, 
how do you feel about all that? Because I did, oh, here's the I, thing, I will <laughs> say, watching Sean be like, look, it's it's fine. I was like, in all honesty, I kind of get it. Like, I, like yeah. Okay, so um, I was going to ask you the same thing because I was <laughs> guilty of buying a class ring. Have one, yep. <laughs> I can't even tell you where mine is. And I, where it is. I don't, I have to say, don't give a shit about it. Like, what a waste. Like, I should have just listened to my mom when she said, you're not going to give a shit about this thing in 10 years. She's right. I don't. Also, I will say that it was of a different era. And I feel that both class rings and letterman jackets and all this stuff, they were like of a generation before us where those things all were like really like totems of quote unquote the best times of your life but they didn't know that we would have facebook and we would literally be able to keep in touch with each other's or have podcasts with our high school yeah, exactly like, they didn't see that coming so i understand why it was important i just don't think that they last they stood the test of time and I will also say that, yeah, I'm guilty. I have a class ring. I know where it is, but I don't think I've personally touched it in like or my the yearbook last for years. that matter. Yeah. Oh, my yearbook, I look at all the time, but because I'm trying <laughs> to like remember people and, and talk shit, but like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, I have no idea where my class ring is. I was going to ask you um, do you think class rings meant more when? high school was kind of like it like when you weren't going to go to college like the idea of like a class ring kind of being like the end of your formative education probably carried a little bit more weight in times before like college was regular well then that and then also i think people forget that class rings also used to be like something that you gave your sweetheart like it was something Ooh. that like a class ring used to be something in the culture as well so it was like something that it was a totem that you handed off and it was inherited and it meant something like me and my sister we spent time trying to like recreate my mother's classroom because of her time it meant something for us now again we have facebook we have all of these other things and if you want to keep in contact with those friends you can if you want to visit that school again you can but for a large part of history before the internet high school was it like you would never see these people again you know i wonder if um you know these students who have been going through the last few years of like pandemic schooling if they give a shit about a class ring like if they have any attachment to their school as their alma mater when they're basically been at home staring at a computer um it'd be interesting to find out yeah, I honestly, I've been wondering that as well, because again, I think we've talked about this before, like you don't have school dances, you don't have like the social aspects of school as much. I think like right now they're doing in person again. So maybe you have some of that, but like, it's not going to be what it was. Um, like, again, imagining seeing like that many students clustered in, you know, breathing the same air. It's just, it's so weird to think about. And I'm sure there are places where they still do it, but a lot of people's high school career has been changed by the pandemic. So yeah. I do, I'm very interested just to see what traditions stay on. Question, do you remember a senior prank at our high school? I don't. What's crazy is I remember like years prior. I don't remember our, I think our, and I say this like wholeheartedly, I feel like our senior class dropped the ball on a lot of things. Like I feel like we were like the senior class for whatever reason, we dropped the ball on a lot of things. But before that, they had like, they were coordinated and they did shit. We were off, like already doing our own things. I, okay, now I'm going to, I'm going to tell a story and oh if it's incorrect, any okay. person from our high school who is listening, feel free to <laughs> comment and correct. But I remember there were a small group of people, predominantly girls who were maybe cheerleaders who did a prank that on their own accord that got, I, 
I authorities was, involved. I don't think that was the singer prank. I think that was the powder puff prank. No, I, I, were there totally. two? No, I'm <laughs> saying so. Th- that that prank happened where authorities got involved. And it was a whole thing, and because of that, there was a strict crackdown on senior pranks that year. So okay. It, it like it wasn't the senior prank, but it effectively made it so that we couldn't do a senior prank, even though there were a lot of grand ambitions for us to do one. I think I think you're right. I again, I don't. I remember my senior year. I was doing dual enrollment, and a lot of our friends were doing dual enrollment. Yeah. And I feel like the the actual class charter, like those people were already off doing other shit. So yeah. like it was only, it was left to the ones who like were still in school on a regular basis to do stuff. And I don't remember anyone actually pulling stuff together, but you know, it is what it is. I don't care. It is what it is. <laughs> and um, uh, are we ready to move on to Topanga? Yeah, let's talk about Topanga. Uh, okay, so A, I think you brought up a very great point of Topanga earning the right to be valid Victorian, even if by like talking feeding into giving her that one extra a or whatever either way you know what i'm gonna even bypass that and say she earned it so she earned it yeah we don't even let her have that speech and it would have been nice for us to hear it because even topanga early on goes do you want to hear my valid Victorian speech so you would think that at some point in time whether it's voiceover, whether it's um, during the proposal, like something would happen where we would get to hear Topanga's well-written valedictorian speech. And instead, again, we get Eric song and dance. Yeah. I mean, the only time we really kind of understand what Topanga's even feeling at the end of high school going into college is really just trying to figure out what Corey's feeling. And that's kind of the most disappointing thing about this entire arc of Topanga was that she started off as just this independent woman. Remember when they were in like uh, sixth grade and she said that men would be kept underground and only be brought up for breeding purposes? Like, she ain't that Topanga anymore. She's like, well, what does Corey want to do? Uh, uh, Corey, are you really supportive? Because if you weren't, then I would just do what you would find comfortable. What? Come on. Who is this? So I love that you said this because I'm going to say, and I think we get this later on. Uh, I know we get this later on in the series, but I will say re-watching it and seeing Topanga's journey where she has her conversation with Feeney and he tells her what he thinks and we see Topanga be like hey I know what I want to do with my life all of that it's set up to give us the cliffhanger which is Topanga proposing which I was like if anything that was them being like she's still a progressive woman she asked and I was like okay pin in that moving forward Topanga was scared Topanga was scared. She was scared of actually challenging herself. She chickened out. Not going to Yale was, in fact, a bitch move. I don't like. Like I don't mean that in in the derogatory <laughs> Topanga's a bitch way. I mean that in it was a bitch move. She chickened out. And first of all, at that age, you're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to not know what you want to do in your life. I myself could have went to an Ivy League and I chose not to, but I didn't do it because I was scared. And I I hope that in the next season, we spend some time talking about that. Yeah, I. the thing that frustrated me the most, and obviously we're going to get to Corey's bullshit, but like, if Corey really wanted to be supportive of Topanga, he would have broke up with her. And that's just like the hard truth of it. If he saw that Topanga was basing this really monumental decision on his punk ass, and he acknowledged that he didn't want to be the reason she didn't go to Yale, he would have removed himself from the equation. He would have challenged Topanga to say like, hey, 
I feel like you're checking in with me to see if whether or not I'm supportive or not. And it shouldn't matter. Like, I want you to make this decision as if we're not together. Like you did when you decided to, to apply to this school, like you can, it's that goldfish thing of just like, are you going to stay in the small uh, tank? Or are you going to move to a bigger tank? Like, no one is challenging her at all. Not even Feeney. He's just like, well, unless you have a good reason not to. And maybe he doesn't know what's floating on in her head. But Feeney, you have to know that Topanga, who's been with this kid forever, chose him over her parents, is wondering if she needs to give that codependency up. And he's not really challenging her on it at all. And that was incredibly disappointing to me. I don't think that that's fair to put on Feeney. And I say this because... With someone as intelligent as Topanga, you think that she's looking for reasons not to go. And I do think that, again, at some point in time, Feeney says she's scared, she's choosing not to, which is fine. But in the moment, he thinks that she's scared to go to Yale. She's scared to go to Yale. I don't think he's like, she's going to ask Corey to marry her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's not looking at it this way. And so... I think that, A, I want, if we want to give Tamanga autonomy, I will give her autonomy and say that she made that decision. It was a bad decision, and she has the right to make that bad decision. However, I will also say that for someone like her who has the potential for greatness and all this other stuff, it can be intimidating to be that small fish in a big pond and I hope at some point in time that we talk about that and the reasons behind that decision-making. Because, again, to err is to be human. And everyone deserves the right to make decisions for themselves. But also, I'm always interested in, very much like I was with Sean, the motivation. I'm interested to see why she made that decision. You know? Okay, so... Oh my gosh. Can I put a quarter in the future jar, bro? Uh, yes, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so for those of you who don't know, anytime I talk about things that we haven't watched yet in the series, chronologically, I have to put a quarter in a jar. Um, just because the thing that's so frustrating about this is that you're right. Topanga kind of makes a mistake, but the show kind of makes a mistake by ignoring the character that they've built for Topanga and ignoring the accomplishments that they've written into her. Um, even going forward, when the show tries to re-examine this issue, all the way up until Girl Meets World, it really doesn't ever get any better for this woman. And it, that's that's the thing. That's really like the even the show doesn't learn its lesson in the sense of, hey, this woman was a valedictorian. She got more A's than anyone in the history of her high school. And she's running a cafe. Guys, guys. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. To, <laughs> I'm sorry to fast like flash forward like that. But like that's the thing that's really the most frustrating thing about this is that I can't even give the show the benefit of the doubt of like, oh yeah, you know, maybe they're realizing that Topanga chose a guy over college and that isn't smart. But they continue to allow her to choose that guy over her own ambition every single chance she gets. Well, I will say this, like I it's it's in terms of like this goes back to the the school thing for me. For some people, even when you're intelligent, it's like your intelligence doesn't have to just be productive. Like it doesn't have to, you don't have to be the greatest lawyer anyone's ever heard of in order to be a success. Like I get that. And a huge part of the future storyline is, hey, I've been doing this so good for so long and I was really good and I'm not happy. And that's okay. It's okay to be unhappy. It's okay for Topanga to be like, it won't make me happy to go to Yale. What will make me happy is to be with you and to start our life. That's fine. But we all know that she didn't even try. It was more of a, it was a scared move. And Corey said yes, because he too is scared. He's like, well, am I going to do better than Topanga? I've already tried several times and I, I just keep coming back. So instead, how about I go into college with a guarantee and I don't have to worry about the relationship aspect of it 
at all. And again, I don't know. I will absolutely admit I'm talking about this blindly. I don't know what the next episode, what the next, what the first episode of season six looks like. But I do know that Topanga asked Corey because she was scared of moving on. And Corey said yes, because he was scared. And I think that that's a way more interesting storyline to explore than what we got at this graduation. Agreed. Agreed. I, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, there's a, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get into the next episode too much because we're going to get to it. We're going to get to next season and everything, but it does kind of confront their fear in this. It's just like, the thing that's really upsetting to me is that it shouldn't even be a conflict for Topanga because as we've seen, and as we have thoroughly just dissected this whole season, Corey is a piece of shit. He is a bad boyfriend. It's not even like, it's like, Oh, do I choose the love of my life or do I choose an Ivy league? It's like, do I choose a guy who has cheated on me, lied to me and then made me feel like shit. When I told him I got into Yale, he made it all about himself. He didn't even applaud for me when I walked up to give my valedictorian speech because he's so damn petty. This is the guy I'm going to rush into marrying out of fear. Someone stop this girl. Girl, someone. But that's that's my point. My point is exactly what you just said. From everything that we've seen, we understand the motivation behind that decision. But I wonder if we will talk about that motivation in the next season. That's what I will say, because what you just talked about is perfect. It's a perfect example of all the reasons why she shouldn't and all the reasons why this is a rust decision, but also why when you're young, that kind of decision seems and feels like it's romantic. But how much of romance is literally you just performing and not really thinking things through? I, you know what? I know what you're saying. You're like, hey, you know what? She's young. She's allowed to make mistakes. There's this thing I'm thinking about in the late 90s where we had these characters that were like these women that were overly accomplished that never reached their full potential because they were too busy trying to aid the men around them, i.e. Topanga or Rory Gilmore or Joey Potter or uh, Felicity, like like people who these women who have all this ambition that there were met they were their characters were meant to break out of their environment, succumbed to the mediocrity of the men around them and just said, you know what, I'm comfortable here. And you know what, I know that's fine for a lot of people, but it would just be nice to just have one, to have Topanga just honestly just like go to Yale. Like it would have just, even for a season, you know, uh, Saved by the Bell, the college years, they had Kelly go to a different college for like two seasons and then jump back, like something. It's just, it, uh, yeah. I get what you're saying, but I think that those, we're talking about two different things. You're talking about the genre, which I understand. And I'm talking about this particular show. Yeah. Because yeah. in the genre, you're right. It is a bit disappointing, but also is it not, at least, especially if we're talking 90s, is it not par for the course? Is it not what we... Yeah. ask of women to sacrifice their futures so that their boyfriends can be content like that was something that we were asking and i'm not it's not to say that women always follow through it's just to say that that was that's why so many men have problems with women who were successful and ambitious because like that's what not what they signed up for that's not what they were ex told to expect so i agree with you that it's it would have been refreshing to see. However, in this particular show, let's just talk about the Topanga that we know and love. The Topanga that we know and love earned the spot into being valedictorian, got into Yale, chose not to go. And instead, not only did she choose not to go, but she chose to get married instead, which is a complete 180 from the Topanga that we know. And that to me, has some motivations behind it. And I would just 
love it if the show explode explored that reasoning. That's all I would say. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Last- one thing. Oh, I was just gonna say one thing I do want to say about Topanga is that when she had her scene with Fini, I really enjoyed it. It made me realize that I don't get. I didn't. I can't remember a lot of one-on-one scenes between the two of them. And I really enjoyed Feeney having a conversation with Topanga um, kind of about her and what's going on in her life, because we so rarely get to even hear about what she's feeling independently of Corey's storylines. Yeah, I would say the same thing, which is we don't get a lot of Topanga. And I think that what you are really attaching yourself to is this idea that Topanga deserves more as a character, she deserves more screen time. She deserves more development. And instead, we literally put her accomplishments to the side in favor of the boys' hijinks. And that's that's not what's deserved. Yeah, and like it's like you said, when you look back on the show, you kind of view it as this three musketeers thing between the three of them. But it's really not. It's really a Corey and Sean thing and then the people who are in their lives for the most part. The last thing that I wanted to say, speaking, it was very tied to Topanga, is the idea that Corey is now the biggest champion of Topanga going to Yale. And it's just so weird that they would have him ignore the fact that she got in in the previous episode. And in this episode, he's not only on board, he's like, you're going, it is what it is. He's just like so at peace with it. And it's so like this weird thing of like allowing him to be the good boyfriend for this episode and again like that's my problem with it it's like it allowed Corey to be the good boyfriend this episode when we know how he reacted last week we know that he pretty much ignored it and I wouldn't have a problem with him being supportive I just want as always I want to see the journey I don't want a flip of a switch. I want to see the journey. I want to see how he got here. And that's just not what this episode was about. It would have been nice for him to at least say something like, you know, I really didn't react great when Topanga first told me she got into Yale and I just really want to, I thought about it and I want to make sure she makes the best decision for her. Something like a little bit of dialogue would have really like set the stage as to why there's such a drastic difference between this guy who said, my life is over, (laughs) her saying she got into Yale to now I want you to do what's best for you. It's just, it's, it's a flip. You know what? You just mentioned it and it popped into my head. A series that does this great, and I would have loved if this series had done something similar. In Gilmore Girls, spoiler for those who haven't seen Gilmore Girls, Rory has always been going to Harvard. And at the last minute, she's not going to Harvard. She's going to (sighs) Yale. How dare you? How (laughs) dare you? But... What they do in that episode is everything, everyone has like some kind of motivation and they're like, Rory's going to Harvard. It's like people have some kind of like expectation and they show that. And if we would have seen Corey have like a booth decorated out with like Yale stuff that was like, hey, I'm supportive. I'm really behind your decision. A, I think it would have made the turn a little bit harder of a hit, but also it would have showed that he actually was supportive. It's not overcompensating. You know, like they constantly talk about him overcompensating his emotions, but he's only just saying words. If he would have been like, yo, I have like plans to go out and meet you. I have a road trip planned so we can like hang out. I have a calendar so I uh, we can still keep in touch. Like that would have been like a way of me being like, oh, yo, Corey really turned a leaf and he's really supportive of Topanga going. And then at the last minute, you get that switch flip. But instead, we don't get that. We get- We get Sean being like, bruh, I think you are still shitty and care about yourself. And Corey's (laughs) like, nah. And Sean's like, "Mm, it feels like you're still shitty and care about yourself. (laughs) And like, honestly, when when Topanga gets valedictorian and everyone's clapping. And then Sean's like, why aren't you clapping? And Corey's like, fuck Topanga. She's going to go to Yale. I was like, oh, so he really does not give a shit about her at all. Never has, never did. It's really frustrating. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I've said everything I need to say about this episode. Um, It's 
very much like the series and the season it has a lot of really great moments moments that i'm nostalgic for and that i'm happy that i got and then there were moments where i was like what are we doing and i feel like this episode actually is a perfect summary of the season in the fact that yeah. sidelines topanga Corey's really much a narcissistic asshole who just gets rewarded in the end with the girl and sean's academic career isn't given the credit that it deserves um there's two things i want to talk about i want to say before we um or three things i want to mention before i i wrap up um i like that in sean's speech he uh, kind of pointed out that Mr. Feeney kind of tells them what to do without always telling them what to do, which is kind of the big memory I always have of Mr. Feeney and something that I think we all kind of think of him fondly for. Um, Mr. Feeney has a great quote that says, sometimes the things you complain the most about are the things you care the most about, which I love that quote. Um, and there's a moment where Eric is, well, Eric has a grappling hook and uh, <laughs> night vision goggles. We kind of skipped over Eric a little bit, but he had some funny moments. But the thing was, is that when he broke into Feeney's office, they played the good looking guy theme song in the background, which I loved. Um, Did they? That's a nice I callback to him. Yeah. Missed that. That's funny. Good looking like guy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah. Oh, oh, and my last thing was that, you know, Eric, you talk about him having a one minute song. Um, that was, do you know what that, that whole scene was in reference to? What was that? I felt like it was a, it was something I was supposed to get, but I also didn't care enough to like, look it up. Okay. So this is 1998. I am 10 years old watching this. I feel like I'm probably the, the demo that they're like trying to get the show to. They are referencing a 1967 Sydney Portier film called to serve with love. Like, to your point, like, um, like Eric performs the song for so long for a reference that's so old. And it just really feels like the writers writing for like, and references from their childhood versus like giving references that you know what that's not even true because you can reference something from 1967 that does stand the test of time and i just i'm sorry that sydney portier's film to serve with love did not do that for me and the fact that you didn't know the reference kind of proves my point yeah no i think that's a really like what's funny to me is this idea that they would do such an obscure reference for a kid's show, which we've seen them do before, but like, why not something a little bit more pop culture? Or why yeah. not a song that like, we would actually understand? I don't know, it's a deep cut, which is fine, but for it to go on so long, that's where I have a problem with it. I mean, in all fairness, when I, the, the movie is about a teacher that like makes a great impact on students. Fine. I just did not get that reference until I Googled it. Again, why did it have to take so long? That, I'm not saying no. don't do it. I'm saying cut it literally in a, a fourth. Because like anyone who's going to get that reference will get it immediately. And we can just move on and give no. Topanga some of her time back. Give Sean some of his time back. Give us as an audience some time with Minkus or Angela again, who is completely kind of sidelined in her own graduation. Yeah, she doesn't really get the props because her her dad's not there either. Well, maybe something again, better I, to talk about. Minkus gets more screen time, and he's not even like a regular at this point in time so <laughs> Yo, hats off to lee norris he still embodied minkus perfectly perfect like slate. even after all that time perfect slate. okay um do you have anything else do you have like a bra moment of this episode my bra moment was topanga giving up college at, uh yale for Corey matthews who's been the piece of shit boyfriend to her for this whole season i'll, I'll give you that yeah honestly it's the I, I still go back to the, I, I could have tried harder or whatever. Like for me, it's just like, I don't know what we were saying. Like it's not, it just didn't feel authentic to Sean. It yeah. felt very much like something writers wanted to get across from a C student. And it felt very judgmental. I could be wrong. Please, if you disagree, reach out. But like, yeah, I just, I didn't like it. Uh, Feeney taught me. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
stick to the status quo. Don't try to reach beyond what you feel comfortable with. Uh, really limit your potential to the expectations of those around you. <laughs> Not the greatest lesson. I would say, um, I think one of the things that we are supposed to take away from this episode is um, you don't know what you have till it's gone type situation of really cherishing the moments and the, the the thing that you spend so much time at, you know, whether it's leaving a job or leaving school or uh, wrapping up a season of a podcast. It's like, this is very limited time. Life is very limited. Appreciate the memories that you've made. That's kind of like what I'm going to pull out for that one. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, like, I know that there's supposed to be a better, Oh, um, Sometimes the things you complain the most about are the things you care the most about. Yeah, again, that's that's it's kind of like what I meant. Yeah, same. Okay. Uh, grade, what grade are you giving this? You know, this is an episode that I always remember really fondly, probably more so because of the cameos and kind of the callbacks to other things in the, the, the series. As an episode alone, I really enjoy it. But as a season finale and, you know, Topanga's arc and everything we've discussed... Uh, I'm probably going to give it like a B plus, honestly. I love it. I was giving it a B. Honestly, I felt like it was, as you said, it's very fun. It's nostalgic. Um, I think that the cliffhanger is a good cliffhanger. Like oh, if wait. you didn't know about it going in, that's a great cliffhanger to end on. And it does open up possibilities. So I thought that they pulled that off really well. Um, you don't see it coming. <laughs> yeah. Because how could you? And, and um, I think that it's great. But I also like it's, the episode itself is kind of silly and, and stuffed. So yeah, yeah. definitely. It, there's a lot going on. Too much. Uh, all right. Uh, homework. Do you have any homework? Oh my gosh. Homework. Uh, so as I mentioned, you, you and I just got over a stint of COVID. So I've been binging a lot of television. I finally saw season one and two of The Boys. I watched episode one and I pretty much did not stop until I finished it. Loved all of that. Um, you know, especially now that we're getting to this kind of part of DC and Marvel's movies, like where it's been like this for like 10 years where like there's constantly superhero movies coming out. It, it, it was such a refreshing take that I really enjoyed. Um, the other thing I just kind of want to mention, and I don't know how you feel about it, but have you seen Genius on Netflix? No, you know what? Literally everyone has talked to me about it because I, like for those of you who don't know, I used to be the biggest Kanye apologist and this was like years ago and I have since changed my ways and I feel very very strongly differently but anyone who knew me at that time has spoken to me about genius and I haven't seen it yet but I feel like I'm going to give it okay so I just want to say this about it real fast because obviously you know this dude's kind of deplorable in a lot of ways and I can understand why people have beef with him um this documentary from just a documentary perspective, I think a while back I talked to you about the Beatles documentary about them creating like their last album and the behind the scenes and how good it was. Fuck all of that. This is a far <laughs> better, far easily digestible version of that, of him making his first album, the first two episodes anyway. And um, so if it's, it's old Kanye. I haven't yeah. seen episode three yet, but it's old Kanye, but it's literally the most triumphant story of this nerdy music kid who wants so badly to make good music and trying to get people to pay attention to him and no one's paying attention to him. And he's literally recording some of the greatest hip hop songs of all time. Um, and then finally it ends episode two ends with him winning all of his Grammys that he got for that first album. And it's like such an inspiring fucking story. And again, it's a Kanye of, yesteryear that obviously doesn't exist anymore so i i don't know if you just can view it as a historical thing but um yeah i did enjoy the hell out of it and it's very well directed i will say something a little controversial which is to say that i believe everything that you say and that's the kanye who i would defend and who i i've always felt strongly and i would say that the moniker genius applies to 
I also feel like it's a little bit of propaganda to kind of wash over his current behavior. Like it's very true who he was, his his kind of rise to fame, all of that I feel was well earned and I haven't seen it and I've, I've only heard great things about the documentary. However, currently his behavior is deplorable and it's actually something that we should all look out for because it's very easy for it to turn into a situation that is actually a cautionary tale more so than it already is. And I feel like by everyone raving about it now, everyone, I've heard several people talk about how it has changed their view of Kanye for the positive, And that is what concerns me. I'm like- well, can, can I explain what they may mean by that? Because what my, my wife said the same thing, but in terms of his musicality, not based off of anything else, just like, oh, this dude actually is a musician. And that's kind of what it's highlighting. But I haven't seen episode three yet. And as far as I can tell, episode three is about this kind of downfall. And the one thing I did want to say is that part of what was interesting has been seeing this kind of social experiment of this person's mental health, seeing where it started and seeing it now going back, you can kind of see there's so many wonderful scenes with him and his mom that like when I see them together, I'm like, oh, okay, no wonder this dude lost it after. Like, I don't know, bro. It's like from just a, a learning about this dude's mental health thing, it's it's as as far as him just being the MJ of our time, of just this controversial figure that's also kind of musically brilliant and it. It, it, it's it's worth a watch. It's definitely worth I, a watch. I'll, I will definitely check it out. I will also say that someone pointed out again. I haven't seen it, but so a lot of people have said, looking at the documentary, his mother knew what was possible, and she was kind of a gatekeeper in yeah. a, a way, a, uh, or like a wrangler. Like she knew how to keep Kanye in check, and without her there, it has only like her worst fears have only come to life. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like how I see it. And I've said this numerous times, Kanye, in my mind, is not well and hasn't been for quite some time. And very, like, I love that you used MJ as an example because I remember towards the end of MJ being like, this is a man who needs assistance, but because yeah. he's making money, no one will interfere. And that's, to me, like, like I'm getting emotional even talking about it. That's such yeah. a tragedy that we all see it and no one's willing to do anything because doing so would mean money is lost. And yeah. they care a lot more about the money that he'll make, even if he dies, than they do about his life. And that, to me, is a really, really sad thing. And to your point, like, I 100% I agree that, you know, Kanye's antics were a lot easier to digest when they were only affecting him and not family and not children and not, like, the safety of other people and not, like, Black people as an entirety. You know, it, it, there's things that have happened that are really, really inexcusable. And in no way is my endorsement for the documentary an endorsement of this man who clearly needs help. Absolutely. No, I get it. I get it. Um, in a in a little bit of a tone shift, um, we were talking about. Well, we were talking about a series, kind of like a conclusion, um, at least for this chapter of of school. And I spent my COVID literally binging the series Gravity Falls. Ooh, um, I, haven't seen I don't know if. Uh, I, it's a cartoon for those of you who don't know it's noted to be like one of the better written cartoons of our time 40 episodes it's on Disney plus and I had always heard really good things about it and um, it has like a mystery element I love a good whodunit and I will say that the series absolutely paid off like it oh. was something to where I at first it was a little slow for me to get into I was like okay it's kind of like a cartoon uh, I'll just kind of like work through because I have nothing else to do. But by the time the puzzles really started to fit in and the story really started to come together, I was completely hooked. And by the end of it, I have like, 
I just really, really enjoyed my journey with the characters, with the story. And it. this is a show where I was like, this is what I want from every show. I want you to think about who your characters are. And I want you to think about where you're trying to lead us. And I want you to think about how, where you want to lead us affects the characters and who they are. And absolutely great brilliant for those of you who are gravity falls fans you're going to be like how are you just now checking this out it ran yeah. from 2012 to 2016 so it's been uh over for a while but it is a really good series if anyone okay yeah awesome awesome i have to check it out hey did you finish love is blind season two of course of course <laughs> do you have any major takeaways um no one should ever be around shake at any point in time <laughs> any point right okay okay so we're on the same page all right got it got it got it uh, okay you guys i think we've given you plenty to binge and look at um thank you guys for taking the time to just kind of join us and being patient as we gave you the last episode of the season yeah Thanks, for later. sure uh we'll have the report card coming up soon so yeah all right. So thank you guys for listening to Brum Meets World. Uh, remember, you can find us on all the places where you are listening to this. You can also find us on YouTube. Leave us a rating. We love to hear from you guys. Even though we take long, long gaps in between, uh, we still love to hear your opinions. So please reach out to us. Yeah. And like I said, uh, guys, we could, you'll be able to catch us in our uh, season recap that we do called the report card where we'll kind of give you our, our thoughts on the season as a whole um, and kind of our favorite episodes, least favorite episodes, the whole superlatives that we tend to do at the end of the season, which is always a lot of fun. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, I guess remember to dream, to try and to do good. Later, bros. Later, bro. When this boy meets world.